Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's going on, St. Louis Cardinals fans? And welcome to another Believe in Cardinals podcast. As always, I am your host, Braxton Wheeler. Today's date is August 15th, 2023, and this is episode number 36. You can find this podcast wherever you listen to your favorite shows, such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SiriusXM, Amazon Music, Pandora, and many more. If you enjoy this show, please hit the subscribe button so you can be a part of the first listen club every time a new show is posted about the birds on the bat. You can also follow me on Twitter at Brax, B-R-A-X-X-X-26 as I post content daily. And send me a message whenever you'd like if you want to hear something specific on the show. All right, guys, welcome into another show. As always, please hit the like button and please leave me a good review and a five-star review if you could. It really helps out. And I uh, continue to appreciate you guys listening weekly. So anyway, this episode is titled, Mo says the Cardinals will be aggressive for pitching this offseason. Though the Cardinals have been really, really bad lately, and things are not looking good. Like I said, every episode we are still in the dog days of summer. It was actually funny today. I was talking to my dad, and I was like, if you had if you had to just, on paper, pick a day of the year that you think would be the hottest day of the year, what would that be? And I said August 15th. And uh, I think that's funny because today the humidity here in Virginia was 71% around noon. And if anybody knows anything about how, you know, humidity and stuff, right? Like it was hotter in Virginia humidity wise today than it was in the likes of Florida. So we are right in the middle of, you know, the hottest month of the year. And uh, it's definitely really hot outside. So as bad as the Cardinals have been and as how many games they have been losing and obviously being out of playoff contention, we have some news and really some, some news that Cardinals fans should be optimistic about when Mosellock says the Cardinals will be aggressive for pitching. So a couple things I want to go over is exactly what he said in that. I'm going to read another article today and get my information there. Uh, just a quick couple quick updates. Cardinals place uh, Steven Matz on the injured list, which is unfortunate just because of how well he's been pitching. And, um, you know, it's just it's just more icing on the cake, right? The season's been absolutely awful, and we can't catch a break. And Steven Matz goes on the IL, and Adam Wainwright will get another start. I'm not gonna go. I'm not gonna be the guy to get on this podcast with the Cardinals out of playoff contention and beat down Adam Wainwright. Like it's simple as this. Adam Wainwright's a St. Louis Cardinals legend. He is a guy that's gonna be in the Cardinals Hall of Fame. There's a chance he could be in the Baseball Hall of Fame, and it wouldn't be right for me to come up here and slander this guy. It's simple as this. And Adam Wainwright probably knows this deep inside. He should have retired last year with Yadier Molina, right? He should have. He should have left with Yadier Molina and Albert Pujols. Um, and it just felt weird, right? Like Adam Wainwright deciding to play another season this this year. And granted, you know, he threw the ball much better than he did last year. This season, he's, he's arguably the worst starting pitcher in baseball. And, you know, last year, he, he threw the ball well enough where he could try and come back. And that's what he did. And clearly, it just hasn't worked out for him. Uh, but Adam Wainwright's going to get another start. And I'll see no reason why he shouldn't, right? I mean, what, what's the point of not letting him start? It's his final season. Um I mean, I'm, I'm assuming it's going to be his final season. But anyway, and also want to talk about um, three Cardinals players who are playing themselves off the 2024 roster. Once again, this article will come for Redbird Rands. And I'll elaborate on that just a little bit. Um, but before I get started in any of that, 
Um, I'm actually thinking about, so obviously with the Cardinals not making the playoffs, I'm still planning on recording my show each week, but I also think I'm going to add a little bit of um, a betting a betting football segment. Now, whether you like that or not, I know if any of you guys know Brendan Schaefer, um, he's probably, you know, he, he does this for a living. And uh, anyway, he's, he's a Cardinals reporter. He records a podcast, but I know in the football season, he also dips into a little bit of that now. I don't think Believe would have an issue with me doing that just because the offseason can get slow, right? Um, you know, before the winter meetings and, and those months, things can get really boring. And, uh, of course, anything that comes up Cardinals-related, I'm, sh- I'm definitely going to hit on it and also, you know, talk about some things for the next season. Um, but at the same time, I think it would be really good uh, to make a, a betting, a football betting podcast because I really, really enjoy that. So whether that's your thing or not, um, just be on the lookout for that. So we'll see how it goes, though. I'll keep you in the loop on that. Anyway, the state of the Cardinals, when you know, when this segment came, you know, when I started doing the state of the Cardinals at the beginning of the year, I anticipated this was going to be a fun segment throughout the season. And clearly it just hasn't been that because when your team is not in contention, you now quite frankly, who gives a crap about the state of the Cardinals? But we're not going to stop doing it. And um, let's take a look here. State of the Cardinals. And of course, this app's being slow. But the St. Louis Cardinals are currently. Hang on, my phone's being really slow. Well, I'll tell you this much while that's loading. The St. Louis Cardinals last night. What about Jordan Walker? What about Jordan Walker last night? The, uh, the Cardinals are 53 and 66. Um, it's a big. It was a good win last night with Jordan Walker. That's what we like to see. That's the type of thing. Even when the Cardinals are out of contention, you know, like 53 and 66. That is very optimistic to see Jordan Walker have a base clearing triple like that when the Cardinals were down. Um, it was just really, really good to see that. All right, here we go. National League standings. The St. Louis Cardinals are 12 games back of first place of the Milwaukee Brewers. The Brewers are starting to take some form of control. They're 7-3 and three in their last 10, and the Reds are trending in the opposite direction. The Cincinnati Reds are 3-7, and seven, and the Cubs are 6-4 and four in their last 10. So the Cubs and Reds are three and a half games back, and the St. Louis Cardinals and Pirates are tied at last place with the same record of 53 and 66. So, sure, we didn't have on the agenda coming into this season who is going to be fighting. The only division race that we're worried about is who's going to finish last in the division. That's really depressing as far as the Cardinals and Pirates are concerned. Cardinals are 5-5 five and five in their last 10. And while we're here, let's look at the home and away splits. Really an identical record. Cardinals at home have won 26 games and lost 33. And on the road, they've won 27 and lost 33. Um, Bush Stadium, man, the fans keep showing up. They are just loyal, loyal fans. Uh, but anyway, that's what we got on that front. I'm um, not even going to look at the wild card hunt. The Cardinals are safely out of that as well. Um, you know, when they lose to the Royals like they did the other day, they had a stretch with playing the Royals and the A's, who are really the worst teams in baseball but, but besides the Cardinals. Um, and they couldn't take advantage of that. I was like, hey, maybe they could go on this crazy 10-12 game win streak and find a way to make it interesting, but it doesn't look like it's going to happen. Okay. Let's move into what John Mosaylock said. So this article comes from to, from the score, and it's a it's a pretty straight up, you know, it's a, it's a pretty simple. This comes from John Denton MLB. He's the writer for the St. Louis Cardinals on MLB.com, and it's this what John Mosaylock said. I think our approach is going to be very aggressive on the pitching side. Team president of baseball operations John Mosaylock said. Mosellock stated that the team plans to add three starting pitchers in the offseason after trading Jack Flaherty, Jordan Montgomery, 
and veteran Adam Wainwright is also set to retire at the season's end. So let's start. Let, let's start there. So these at first when I read this, I was like, you know, I think our approach, I think our approach is going to be aggressive on the pitching side. I was like, okay, he could just be saying that to try to make the fans as satisfied as possible. Maybe the Cardinals don't actually try and do that, right? Like maybe he's just trying to feed what the fan base wants to hear. But then when he elaborates that the team plans, right, like when you plan on something, that means he's going to try and do it. Add three starting pitchers, right, obviously trading away Jordan Montgomery and Jack Flaherty. That We're going to see how this plays in effect, and I'll probably do an episode in the offseason of, you know, who's available, right, who is set to be available free agent-wise and who the Cardinals are going to plan to attack. But that's a big deal, right, with the Cardinals still having Paul Goldschmidt and Nolan Arnauto. These guys are your future. The Cardinals are not going to go in a rebuild. They want to add some really good starting pitching. And if you think about it, the Cardinals should be an attractive market to go to because their offense is top 10 in baseball, right? So it isn't like if a, if a, star, if a veteran starting pitcher wants to come to St. Louis, you know, he's going to have to go through a rebuild. Team, players that, that are veteran pitchers and trying to chase a World Series don't want to go to a team in the rebuild. But the Cardinals aren't that. So it does make them attract uh, uh, attractive um, free agent spot. Um, I got some I got some pitchers' names here. I pulled some of these up. Some of these guys are set to be free agents in the winter. Shohei Otani, of course, that would be absolutely amazing, but that contract would be insane. Sure, I would love for him to come a Lars Newtbar, but I'm not going to get my hopes up. Julio Urias, Marcus Stroman, Aaron Nola. That's just some of the names, right? I would be interested in Aaron Nola. Uh, Marcus Stroman, not so much. Uh, obviously, Otani would be great. You know, um, Alongside Flaherty, Montgomery, and Wainwright, the Cardinals starting rotation was expected to include Steven Matz, Miles Michaelis, Jake Woodford, Dakota Hudson, and Matthew Libertor serving as depth. So we're going to see, man. We're, we're going to see what happens. This is going to be really interesting to follow this offseason. The Cardinals have no choice but to add some quality pitching. And at least it's very encouraging to hear Mosellock come out and say, we plan to add three starting pitchers. So we'll see if the Cardinals will do that. All right, moving on. Let's talk about three Cardinals who are playing themselves off the 2024 roster. And once again, this comes for Redbird Rants. I love their articles. I think they get straight to the point. And player number one, I it says Tyler O'Neill. And, you know, and I, I when I read this article, I agree wholeheartedly that I've been a fan of Tyler O'Neill since the day he was traded for the Cardinals. And, you know, we he's He's just, he seems like a really good guy, and it just doesn't seem like it's going to work out in St. Louis. Um, he's a guy that I think is going to, he's playing himself off the St. Louis Cardinals roster. I already thought they should have traded him, um, especially when he was healthy, but it doesn't look that way. Player number two, Dylan Carlson. Speaking of outfielders that just cannot produce in the ways that the Cardinals have been hoping, Dylan Carlson was dealt a tough hand this season, being relegated to a fourth or even fifth outfielder for the team at times getting very inconsistent playing time and clearly falling out of favor with the club after being their center fielder of the future, in quotations, as last July. It says, I get the argument that his playing time has been unfair and detrimental to his development. Let me stop right here in this article. I completely agree. I think it is very hard for these players to know they're going to be the player of the future when, they're, when they don't know what if their future is even with this club, right? But it's also not an excuse because you have to perform. Um. Uh, it, you know, sure, maybe that happens, but it's hard to explain why the Cardinals should play him more when he is batting two. This is slash line. 
219, 318, 333 with five home runs and 27 RBIs and 219 plate appearances this season. That is not a franchise center fielder. All right, 209, batting 219, five home runs and 219 plate appearances just isn't going to happen. Um, against right-handed pitchers, he's basically unplayable with a 196, 288, and 304 slash line. He's a good defender, but he's not a great one either. So <laughs> it doesn't look good for Dylan Carlson in the future of this team, and he's just not playing himself onto the roster. And he's not the guy that's saying, hey, this is my position, so I'm going to play like it. Uh, player number three, Andre Pallante. And this one's really surprising and disappointing because he was a key piece of the St. Louis Cardinals run last season. One of the biggest surprises of the 2022 season for St. Louis is Andre Pallante. He became the club's Swiss Army knife, starting some games, being a long relief man and others, and eventually setting into a high-leverage ground ball specialist for the club. Last year, he posted a 3-1-7 ERA, 108 innings, and was a huge contributor last season and was expected to this year. It hasn't worked like that in 2023. This year, he's pitched 45 innings with a 4.60 ERA. There is an argument that Palante has been getting unlucky this year as his strikeouts per nine and ground ball percentage are actually both up this year. Um, but at the same time, unfortunately, he's been bitten by the home run ball this year and seeing his home run fastball rate increase from 15.3 to 26.7. So I don't think the Andre Pallante will be a St. Louis Cardinals next year. Uh, a St. Louis Cardinals next year, in my opinion, he will still be in the mix for a bullpen position. And um, but it it just boils down to this: if Andre Pallante is not going to improve upon this season like he did last year, then it's going to be really hard to make an argument that he's going to be in the bullpen next year. <clears throat> Excuse me. So at the end of the day. All of this boils around to one thing. There is a lot of question marks coming into the St. Louis Cardinals this offseason. And I said the same thing coming into the season this year. And there's no way to beat around the bush. It just didn't work out like the front office had hoped. And instead of trying to come up with an excuse, like, you know, just about a week ago, you know, John Mozeliak was kind of blaming the World Baseball Classic. We don't want to hear that. Cardinals fans don't want to hear that. They're not they're not bad baseball fans and for a lack of a better phrase, they're not just dumb baseball fans, right? Like St. Louis baseball fans are I mean, in no cliche with this. They are some of the smartest baseball fans. So instead of just trying to beat around the bush and just say, "Hey, you know what? Blame these other things." They just didn't do a good job constructing constructing this pitching staff this season. There's too many question marks around some of these players, right? At some point, and I think it's going to be this offseason, the Cardinals have to get established baseball, you know, players. They have to get pitching that has, you know, shown that they can do it. Sure, you like to have a good farm system and you like to have a balanced future and you like to have guys that are going to grow and develop. And, you know, I'm not I'm not sitting here saying that buying these players, buying players is the answer, right? Like you look at the New York Yankees. You know, they have one World Series since 2006, seven, something like that. It's it's absolutely crazy. And these guys don't have a good farm system because they actually undervalue, you know, growing a farm system. They just try and buy um, their players, right? They're a, they're a baseball team that's a walking ATM. So 
you need to be a fine line between that and you also need to be a team that's aggressive when there's a good free agent pitcher available when you have a core of of hitters that can make an impact, right? Like I want to see Paul Goldschmidt play in a World Series and and screw the whole World Series. I want to see him compete for the NL uh, NLCS, right? Like I want to see Goldschmidt and Arnado in an NLCS. And that starts by avoiding the wild card next season, right? It starts with you look, you got a top 10 offense. Go out and get a established center fielder, right? Go out and get two or three really good arms, the best you can get. They don't have like I said, this this offense is good enough to win a lot of games. You don't have to be top three in pitching. You know, go get a top 12 pitching staff, and this team will be back in the playoffs, especially with an extra team in the wild card now. So it starts with that. And, you know, bullpen's a whole other question mark, but the Cardinals have some work to do. But that's what happens, right? That's what happens when, when you bet on some of these young guys, and it just hasn't paid off. And... um you know, the Cardinals aren't a team to go through a rebuild. I've never seen that in my entire life. This is actually you know, the first time I can, I, I mean, since I've known the St. Louis Cardinals to have a losing season. So this is un, you know, this is different. This is different water the Cardinals are on. So anyway, we'll see how it develops. Um, Cardinals play the Oakland A's here in a little bit. Um, just enjoy the games. Keep watching the guys. Keep watching Jordan Walker and uh, watching these guys develop. Anyway, that's all I got. As always, this is Braxton Wheeler, and this is the Believe in Cardinals podcast. Have a great week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.